Hey there, welcome to The Third Seat. This is the show where we have open and honest dialogues with experts who have a unique perspective to share straight to you. I'm your host, Daniel Trinum with Croft & Frost, and I'm excited to bring you today's episode. As always, all links as well as relative information will be in the description of this episode down below. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's join into the conversation. My guest for today's episode is someone that I'm really looking forward to talking to today. Uh, there's someone that I've been working with for a little while, trying to get him in here. We've gone over a couple different hiccups and bumps in the road, but uh, I'm really excited about making today's episode happen, and it is going to be a good episode, I think. So my guest today is someone who has a very long list of achievements and accomplishments. Uh, they're a little bit of a, a local legend, in my opinion, uh, down here in Chattanooga, and I'm not going to go through every single accomplishment that she has. Uh, I'll, I'll save that for her, but I'm really excited to talk to Miss Kim White today. So Kim, thank you very much oh, for sitting down with me. Daniel, thank you, and, and local legend. I love how that whole starts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's yeah, great. yeah. Um, so, for those that may not be aware of you, or maybe know a little bit, of, a little bit about you, but aren't fully aware of everything you have going on, just tell a little bit about yourself, what you do, how you got to where you are, and maybe a, a fun fact about yeah, you. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, um, I am a native Chattanoogan. I grew up here. I went to Hickson High School. I went to uh, UTC, and. I'm thrilled after a long absence to make the long road home, and I'm back at UTC as Vice Chancellor of Development and Alumni. I've been in that role since December. But when I moved, I, I was in, in, at UTC, I moved away for 20 years, worked for a telecommunications company, and then when I came back, I was like a lot of UTC graduates trying to figure out what the heck I wanted to do. And I am a very good networker. And through that networking, um, really found my passion. And it was being involved in our city. Mm -hmm. And uh, I first started working for Bob Corker. I managed his real estate company. I got involved in lots of boards. I was on the board of a company called River City Company that has been, uh, they are legendary, mm -hmm. oh, uh, yeah. a long history of development for downtown, and I was on that board when they were doing a CEO search. So I put my name in, and I did that for 11 years, and then at the end of 11 years, felt like my next path was to run for mayor. So two years ago, uh, or a year and a half ago, or how long has it been? It seems like a lifetime ago. Um, I ran for mayor and lost in the runoff. And I will say that uh, God doesn't make mistakes. It's been, um, it's really been a blessing to be back at UTC since December, giving back to my alma mater. So I've come full circle. Yeah. And uh, I think one of the things that stayed with me is I do love this city and I've always looked for a way to, to pay it forward and, and pay back. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm glad you kind of ended with that little note right there, because that's something I wanted to talk to you about, because ever since from, you know, you were one of the first people we reached out to whenever we were planning this whole show and everything and trying to figure out who we want to talk to. And I came across you and I specifically came across the, the, the TEDx speech or the TED talk that you delivered yeah. many, many years back. Yeah. And I, I listened, I was like, oh, let me check it out and see what she has to say. And, and I listened to it. And the, the way that the thing that I took away from it and the way that I would describe you to other people that weren't familiar with you is I would say, she's just basically the biggest cheerleader for Chattanooga that I've ever seen. Like yeah. it was just, you're just all 100% all about Chattanooga, just, you know, full steam ahead. That's, that's what you're about. That's who you are. And so I, I just want to ask you about that. Like what brought that love for this specific, or this, this city specifically, uh, and, and what brought you to wanting to, you know, I, I know you said you're from here, but what made you want to really invest your time and plant roots here and, and try to uh, leave it better than you found it, I guess? You yeah, know? yeah. So um, 
Believe it or not, growing up, I was very shy. I had little confidence at all. Uh, you could have never told me I would ever talk to a group or I, I don't know. It, it's interesting how life yeah. turns out. And I guess, I guess really it was my time at UTC, I think, that really um, I was able to develop leadership skills. I was able to help people de uh, develop skills in me that I didn't even know I had. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe, Daniel, it was my 20-year absence from Chattanooga. And uh, I was at a point in my life where I could live anywhere and chose to move back here because the more I reflected, the more I realized how it had shaped me, my time here, the people, the places had shaped me as a person. Mm -hmm. And if that wasn't enough, uh, when I did come back and was trying to figure out what the heck did I want to do, <laughs> people that opened their doors up to me, I mean, I cold called, I didn't have contacts. I'd yeah. been gone for 20 years and I didn't grow up on a mountain and I didn't go to your private school. Yeah. I was a working student. Yeah. Um, people that opened their doors and talked to me about Chattanooga and helped me try to figure out how to put my passion into action. Mm -hmm. That really inspires something in me and I've always tried to do that with others that when other people reach out to take time because we want to connect great people. Mm -hmm. So I've seen what a giving city it is and I also think working for Bob Corker, um, working for a man that I had had so much integrity, so much love and passion for this city. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a great first opportunity to have him as a mentor mm -hmm. and really see how you can give back in public service. Mm -hmm. So it's just grown. So I think sometimes you find your path, sometimes your path finds you and uh, just keep pushing to find a, a way to, to develop and, and give back. Yeah, and you know, so I'm, I'm not a native of Chattanooga. I'm, I grew up about an hour up the road near Athens, Tennessee, but I've, I came down here for, for school and I've been down here for close to four years now. Um, and the story I've always heard is that the Chattanooga that I see before me now and that I've experienced for the past three to four years is not the Chattanooga that's always been the case. It's, it's been very different. Um, even so, like, you know, I, I didn't, as long as I've been alive, like things like the aquarium have always been around. Like I've never yes. known a Chattanooga prior to that. Uh, and so what, what was it like for you getting to see Chattanooga develop into what it is today and kind of becoming, in my eyes, it's, Obviously, it's not as you know big or maybe as nationally well-known as cities like Nashville because obviously it's the state capital. But to me, specifically in the state of Tennessee, Chattanooga is kind of like this little hidden gem because it's yes. it's it's kind of tucked away in the corner of the state. It's between two major metropolitan areas, but it's very unique. It's not just a city in the sense that it's got a lot of people. It's a very culturally diverse, and there's a lot of, a lot of new businesses and people coming to this area. But, but that wasn't always the case. And so what, what was your experience seeing the city kind of grow like that and, and turn into what it is today? Man, if you could have seen it back in the 80s, <laughs> uh, and, and before you were even thought of, back in the <laughs> 80s. So when I was at UTC, I mean, I remember, I'm so old, I remember driving my car <laughs> over the Walnut Street Bridge, okay? So that was, uh, that was they closed it, I think, in the late 70s. Yeah. There was nothing. I mean, as a university, we didn't feel, I mean, we, you didn't want to be downtown mm -hmm. after dark. Mm -hmm. uh, there, I didn't think about um, uh, being in, in, as part of the city. In mm -hmm. fact, our downtown didn't have a personality at all. Mm -hmm. And the aquarium was built when I was away. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget my mom calling me and telling me about Chattanooga was building an aquarium. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I, was one, I would have been one of the naysayers yeah. maybe, like an <laughs> aquarium. But, you know, we have been so blessed in the city to have people like Jack Lupton mm -hmm. um, that had the resources and the vision and to get 
um, that put their money where their mouth was mm -hmm. and really develop great plans. So I think being at River City Company and seeing those old pictures back in the 80s, I mean, it's like a flashback, like, oh my gosh, the only memory I have growing up in Chattanooga was the smell of Crystal hamburgers, <laughs> because I worked across the street from the original Crystal on, uh, on 7th Street. But um, it's been fantastic. I know even my time at River City Company, one of the most rewarding things was being involved in downtown development. And we were involved in ways no one ever yeah. knew. Yeah. Uh, but seeing it grow mm. and develop and seeing how many people were passionate about the city, mm. you can't just, I don't, I don't know, you, ca you can't just conjure that up. I yeah. mean, there is something in the DNA in the city. It is a very special city mm. that you come in and we hook you in mm. and you become, you love it and, and you want to want to see it do more. Yeah, and you know, and I, I may be a little biased because like I said, I, I'm not from here, but I deliberately came down here. I really love Chattanooga a lot. And you know, people that are not from here that know me, they'll be like, oh, you're in Chattanooga. Like, what, what do you, you know, not in like a condescending way, but like, what do you like about it? What's really special about it? Um, it's hard for me to explain, like there's some obvious things, like yeah, we have the aquarium and like the bridge is really cool and there's a river running through downtown, but that's not really the things that make it special to me. I don't, it's, it's hard to quantify it in my opinion. It's something you have to just kind of be here and exist in it for a little bit. You can't just come for a day, like you have to kind of exist in the area and, and get to see all the people and everything that's going on to really appreciate the beauty of this city in my opinion. Yes. And it's not perfect, no, yes. no city is, but in my opinion, it's a it's a really special place and somewhere that I really I'm glad to see more people are, are interested in coming and visiting and even planting roots yes. and staying in for the long term. You know, we spent so many years as a city working on making sure it was a special place, mm -hmm. and I think that's what attracts yeah. great people. Yeah. And um, you know, during the mayoral campaign, one of the things that was uh, so eye-opening and and surprising in a wonderful way is how much people, it doesn't matter what neighborhood you're from, people love the city mm -hmm. and feel so connected to it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, no, it's a it's a very special place. So uh, we, we want to keep attracting young people like you. Uh, well, thank you. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you do. And so far, you've done a good job, yeah. at least for me. So, uh, <laughs> But I want to ask you a little bit, too. You mentioned uh, your mayoral campaign. And I just want to, now that you're, you know, I guess it's a year, year and a half, two years yeah. removed from that now, just what in your you know time on the road and working during that, what are some of the experiences that you had during during that time that you take with you and reflect on now? And what are some of the lessons that you take with you now that you are in a different position, now that you're working uh, you know very highly involved at UTC? And, and how do you, just you personally, how do you take that experience and uh, reconcile with it and, and use it for a positive down the road for yes, you personally? Yeah, well, first of all, I had to do a total decompress, right? <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. I didn't even realize, um, because it wasn't just the race it was then the runoff and yeah. it was it really was exhausting I'm so sure. I, I took a good eight months and yeah. my husband and I traveled and just tried to decompress yeah. and not think about what I wanted to do next mm -hmm. and I've always believed that doors open and other doors close and during the race people would ask me what are you gonna do if you don't win and I'm like I'm gonna go on vacation. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly, and that's what I did. Yeah. Um, but I think you just have to have to figure that out. And yeah. I've always tried to say it is you got to find this passion thing. It's not can't be just a job. Mm -hmm. um, the mayor's race, I felt like it was all to me about civic engagement and making a difference. It wasn't about being mayor. I never have woken up to say I want to be mayor of the city. Mm -hmm. But I felt like that's how I could make a mm -hmm. difference, and I had been. Uh, exposed the past 11 years yeah. about the city that I was in a place that that was that was a way I could give back. Mm -hmm. um, I love meeting the people. Uh, I loved. 
I love meeting the women and girls. I, I just never knew. I didn't go into it saying I'm going to be a role model. Mm -hmm. But people have come up to me and say it was inspiring yeah. um, that I put myself out there. Yeah. You do have to be brave. Yeah. Uh, and I want to live a life with no regrets. I didn't want to wait till I was 70 or 80 and say, God, I could have, should have, one year I could have, should have, would have run for mayor. What would have happened? Yeah. I believe that you're supposed to go through some doors. Yeah. And um, I went through it, gave it my all, but, um, and learned a lot about the city, met a lot of great people. Mm -hmm. and have had no regrets about it at all. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, with experiences like that, like I'm sure it's, because it, you didn't, like I said, you didn't go into it thinking, oh, I'm gonna be this like role model and this superhero for people. Like, you know, there's a little bit of that in there, but like you said, your main goal was you wanted to give back in some way. Does it feel weird, like if people come up to you and say, you know, you really inspire me. I was, like what you did really meant a lot to me. Like, does that feel weird to you it, at all? It, it really means a lot. Um, the weirdest thing is I, I can't even go to Publix, right? And I have people look at me, I know you from somewhere. Yeah. I know you from somewhere. Yeah. And I always say, I ran for mayor last yeah. year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And everyone says, oh, and I voted for you. I'm like, if everybody <laughs> voted for me, I would have won the race. You all didn't vote for me. Um, so it is, it is weird. I said yeah. I wouldn't recommend it as a branding exercise, but it was one <laughs> heck of a branding exercise yeah. Yeah. Uh, to get your name out there. So I'm hoping to use that to, to help UTC. But yeah. it, is, it is a little weird. But I've always, I guess from River City on, um, been involved and publicly involved so it's um, it wasn't totally weird yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and I, I you know and I think that's just really cool too because to me oftentimes if someone's ever come up to me in any capacity whether it's large or small and they've complimented me in some way that like was beyond just like oh you're you know I like your shirt like some anything beyond that it to me it, it just it really sticks with me because they don't have those people don't have to do that they don't have to go yes. out of their way and they don't they don't they're not required to say anything to you yes. you know and so to me when someone goes out of their way to make a small kind gesture toward you or just say hey like I appreciate what you did yes. that me personally it that means really a lot. yeah it means a lot and it, it really sticks with me you know it was really important to me to make sure everything I did in my campaign was positive yeah and that it wasn't a negative campaign it was no mudslinging it was you know uh, I had qualities Tim had qualities it mm -hmm. was it just and that was really important and I'm so glad that uh, that's the way we ran our campaign mm -hmm. and so people that supported me even though I didn't win can feel proud that they yeah. were part of a campaign that was high integrity yeah yeah and and to me you know not to paint with too broad of a brush again but I, I just I think that's a good a great representation of this city because at that time it's like no matter who wins like you're both very cordial with one another you're you're making uh, a great example of the city you're you're yes. conducting yourselves as individuals that would be, both be great to represent this city and either way it's it's a win-win you know it's 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 a great uh, it's a great opportunity for the city and now that you're in this new position uh, you're doing great things with UTC now I mean, oh it, it is so rewarding to be yeah. able to give back to a university mm -hmm. that I really do feel like changed my life mm -hmm. and I was on uh, my junior year I received a partial scholarship and now to be in a role to try to encourage others to give to help students um, it's it's fantastic so I can tell an honest heartfelt story about how philanthropy really does make mm -hmm. a difference and changes lives yeah. and um, we're very blessed to have a foundation at UTC the UC foundation which is was set up uh, 50 something years ago in order to be the philanthropic arm of, of UTC to give scholarship dollars to help do some things. We own half the housing at UTC. Mm -hmm. 
and do some things to make a difference. I think um, it's in a, it's, I'm in a great spot. Yeah, so, so talk to me a little bit about that uh, position just like you said, after the mayoral campaign, you took you know took a, a pretty lengthy time off just to decompress and just be away from the outside world for a little bit. But how did this position come about? Like, what was the the process for you ultimately deciding you wanted to take on this position? And what has it been like for you so far? Yeah. Is it is this like a new challenge for you? Is this something like you feel like you're just riding an old bike? Like it's something you you've known you could do all your life, and you're just coasting along now, just just you know living out uh, living out your time here at UTC. Well, it's so funny, Daniel. I for 18 years, when I first moved back to Chattanooga, one of the first things I wanted to do was get back involved with UTC. And someone reached out to me and asked me to serve on the alumni board. And I did that. And then I became president of the alumni board eventually. I mean, normally when I get involved in something, I get really deeply involved. <laughs> and then um, I was asked to serve as chair of the Chancellor's Roundtable, and that's business leaders that like an advisory board to the Chancellor. I went on the UC Foundation board, and I'm the second female in its history, which nothing, I'm, I'm proud to be chair, but we need to have more females yeah, in, in its yeah. history be chair. So I chaired their foundation board. Uh, Governor Haslam called me, and I was appointed to the UT Board of Trustees. So for 18 years, I had taken on every single voluntary role you can do, mm -hmm. volunteer role you could do, with no pay. Mm -hmm. So now I get paid to do all that <laughs> stuff, right? So, so I think I had a very unique perspective in that I'd seen a lot of different sides. Mm -hmm. You know, we are part of a system, but yet we are independent. We're part of our city. Um, and I was a city partner. I mean, when I was at River City Company, one of our big pushes was how do we get UTC students downtown? So after the mayor's race, I had several people call me about this position, and I was in no way, shape, or form th even thinking at that point about what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, the role was still open. They were getting ready to do a search in September, and I got a call from uh, a board member and said, you know, your name keeps coming up as the perfect person for this position, would you consider it? And, and that was at the point where I had enough bandwidth to think about, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, this is perfect yeah. for me. I mean, it's giving back, it's something I love, it's something I'm passionate about. And if that's the next part of my career, uh, I can't think of another place mm -hmm. um, that I'd rather be. So I started December 1st. I've been rebuilding the team, we're recruiting. We need great development officers, we need, we need some great teammates. Um, you can go to our website and, and apply. But just building a team to help us go out and tell the story in the community about what UTC is all about. They're doing wonderful things. We need the community more engaged. We need more donors. We're trying to raise money mm -hmm. and get our alumni back involved. So um, it's, been, it's been fantastic. Yeah, and, and so what specifically with your position? I mean, I know it's still, relatively speaking, a relatively new position. You've been, how long have you been in this position now? A little over six months. Okay, so still it's still relatively new, but uh, for you specifically, what is like some of the work that goes on behind the scenes? Like, I know you mentioned a lot, like you work with the UC Foundation, uh, and they have a big, you know, I, I uh, they have a big hand in the housing. I was in the Smile Fund at UTC, they've got a big hand in oh, that. Oh, wow, yes. Uh, and so I know they have their, they have a, a lot of work going on in a lot of different areas, but what exactly is kind of going on behind the scenes in your world, and, and what do kind of the students not see of what you, you do and what goes on uh, in, in the walls of, of where you work? Yeah, so I, we work with the deans, mm -hmm. uh, dean of each college, to talk about, you know, what are their needs? How, what's, what's some big vision things that we could go out and talk to the community about getting involved in? Uh, we have a nursing building that is getting ready to, it will break ground probably in about a year. The oh, state has nice. uh, put in $55 million, and so we're out trying to raise 
raised $5 million for that. Wow. Uh, the SMILE Fund that you talked about, um, one of the things that a lot of people don't know, because the foundation manages their own money, mm -hmm. they put together a fund that students actually manage, and yeah. um, it's the most impressive students, you're an example of that. <laughs> um, they get real world experience. Yeah. Um, the housing, you know, it's a, it's a $180 million asset that the, that the foundation built uh, to make UTC go from a commuter school to really a, a, a school of choice yeah. all over the state. So we meet with deans, we meet with the chancellor to identify campus priorities, and then we go out and try to find partners to try to fill those. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's one piece of it. The other piece is going out and talking to alumni like me to mm -hmm. say, come back. Mm -hmm. Come back and get involved and get engaged. Help us recruit great students. And we want to show you how your university has changed because it really has changed yeah. in a great way since yeah. you graduated. Yeah, no, and, and I've seen, you know, obviously changes that can be large, that can be small. But even in my time at UTC, there have been a lot of changes of just simply what you can see. I mean, there's a lot of things that goes on behind, uh, you know, closed doors that not even not a lot of students see. But um, I mean, even from stories that I've heard, you know, the UTC of 10, 15 years ago is nothing like the UTC that we see now. And so uh, I, I think it's great that not only is that taking place, but my one of my biggest takeaways from UTC was just and this isn't for everybody. I mean, I was I was mostly involved with the College of Business and, you know, most students interact with the professors and some of the main administrators kind of beyond them. Uh, but the, the main positive takeaway I had from my time there is that it really seemed like from the top down, from what I could see, the main focus was the students. Suits. It wasn't just coming in and collecting a paycheck. And, you know, everybody's experience is different. So I'm not speaking for everybody here, but... It really, I had such a positive experience with the vast majority of my professors, with the vast majority of the administrative officials yes. that were behind them and that were working behind the scenes that, you know, there wasn't a better environment for me to thrive and for me to grow and, and expand my skill set and meet new people and learn new things that, you know, I, I can see why people like yourself would want to give back and want to be involved and would want to try to give that same experience to other students down yes. the road, you know. Uh, I think that's very valuable and something that I think will continue to benefit not only the Chattanooga area, but UTC specifically for years to come. I think, I think uh, UTC is such, the, it's a perfect size. Mm -hmm. It's a perfect size for one, we have unbelievable faculty. Mm -hmm. um, the classes, class sizes, class size is smaller. Mm -hmm. You can actually get engaged and involved. I got involved when I was a student through um, Greek life. Mm -hmm. But there's so many different clubs and ways that you can get involved. We are the middle of downtown, so being involved in the business community. So you can come to UTC, get real world experience, make unbelievable connections. Like you said, we talked about internships, mm -hmm. how internships lead to jobs. and. Maybe they lead to a place they think, oh my God, I thought I wanted to do this, but now I don't. <laughs> but but at a school like UTC, you can. So I think part of, of my role, again, is using my business connections. How do we actually connect more students mm -hmm. with those experiences? Yeah. And for you, as like I said, I've kind of dubbed you the, the biggest cheerleader of Chattanooga. But uh, for you, as someone who, who loves the city of Chattanooga and now is deeply involved with UTC and everything going on there, what do you see being, or what do you hope the future of UTC looks like? Obviously, you know, everybody wants it to grow, and that's, that's a given. You want as many students to come and, and to give back as much as they can, but 
What do you hope the, the future classes and get to experience that maybe isn't currently happening or maybe isn't, you know, where it's, it's on, like you said, there's gonna be a new nursing building. What, what do you hope the new experience for uh, classes to come is like uh, now that you're working in this position that well, you're in? Well, I would love, um, I would love to grow our endowment enough that every student that comes to UTC <clears throat> gets some sort of scholarship, mm -hmm. some sort of financial aid. Mm -hmm. I would love for every student that comes to UTC to get some type of real world experience, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's solving problems of the city or whether it's an internship, but really how do you actually connect that classroom experience mm -hmm. to, to, to life. Yeah. Um, and I think those two things can be a differentiator. I think you know, we, we do definitely want to grow, but uh, we're around 11,500 students now, probably 15,000 is about the max. I mean, I think there's a sweet spot. Um, we don't want to lose its character, yeah. and I think what's so special about the campus is when it's, it's never looked as beautiful as mm -hmm. it looks right now. Yeah. So we've grown, but it's still, it's still walkable, mm -hmm. it's still manageable, yeah. and uh, we want to make sure that it's always student first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and something that I think is special about UTC, we touched on a little bit, is it, to me, I mean, everybody's experience is different. Like some people, you know, I grew up around a, a relatively small university back in Athens, Tennessee Wesleyan University, but there's small universities like that. There's bigger universities, you know, in the state of Tennessee and across the nation at large. But specifically with UTC, it seems to me, and you touched on it a little bit, like it's it's almost like this perfect little mid-size in every capacity. It's yes. not it's not too small to where you, you pass by in a second, but it's not too big to where you feel overwhelmed by it. The class sizes are big enough to where you, you feel like you're at a university, but it's not too big to where you can't make connections with people and make yes. friendships and have lasting relationships, you know? Uh, I think the like you said, you don't want it to expand too much. You don't want to have too many people all there at once because you lose kind of the, the soul of what makes it yes. special at the yeah. end of the day, you know? And yeah. I, I think that's something that doesn't always happen at a lot of universities and something that's really special about UTC. Yeah, you know? I agree, yeah. I agree. And, and you know, obviously I want UTC and Chattanooga at large to, to continue to grow, but part of me is like, don't grow too fast. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want too many people to be here yet. I, I, want it to, I want it to kind of stay a little bit the way it is, you know? Uh, There's a saying that says you can't have a great city without a great university, yeah. and I, I believe that we're lucky that we have both, mm -hmm. and we want to grow in the right way. Yeah. And I think um, you know, there's some great developments that are being talked about right now. The Wheelan site with the lookouts, mm -hmm. uh, the bend. I mean, we have a way to grow mm -hmm. and have still keep its character. Every 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 development has uniqueness, like the Wheeling site could be the lookouts mm -hmm. in the entertainment district, and yeah. the bend is jobs and, and housing. So um, we're lucky that we, ha we are surrounded by mountains mm -hmm. and we have the river, so there's only so much we can grow, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, like you said, you mentioned a few things there, like there's a lot of new opportunities coming to Chattanooga and new, like for me as an individual, I mean, I, I would be happy staying in Chattanooga for a long time and it's exciting to see these new developments coming. It's not like the city's just like, okay, well, we've got, we, we like where we're at, we're just gonna sit here and not do anything. It's like, no, there's a lot of new developments going on and it, it's really exciting. Um, something that I, I've asked people this before and I wanna kinda hear your thoughts on it. Something that I think oftentimes can be, and this may just be a me thing, but I think it can be intimidating to do, especially if you're a younger person or maybe you know, you're around my age uh, and you're, you're living in a new place or maybe you're, you're in like your hometown, 
it can be intimidating to try and get involved in the community in some way. You know, uh, obviously there's only so much one person can do, but at times whether you're trying to solve a problem or whether you want to just uh, give back in some way or you want to just kind of give give back to the people that are there, uh, it can be intimidating because where do you start? What do you do? How, how can you make a positive impact and, and move the needle the way that you think it should be moved? Um, to me, that can be kind of like an intimidating thing to do at times. And I would imagine you, like you've seen every inch of this city. You've worked at the River City Company where they specifically do you know, uh, urban development and grow the city. Um, and now you're working at UTC where you see all the intricate details there. What to you, now taking kind of the culmination of all your experiences, what to you is, is a good way where people, whether you're you know old, young, whatever your age is, can begin getting involved in your community, whether it's large or small, to try and make a positive impact in some way? Yeah, so I think um, Chattanooga especially, there's so many different opportunities. Mm -hmm. We have over 1,600 nonprofits. So mm -hmm. I think the first one is, you know, your time is valuable. Mm -hmm. What, what, what do, you, do you enjoy? I mean, mm -hmm. what's your interest? When I first moved back to Chattanooga, the same thing. I wasn't connected. I wasn't involved in anything. UTC was one mm -hmm. that I, I reached out. Someone reached out to me mm -hmm. uh, about being on the alumni board. Um, I reached out to Br Big Brothers Big Sisters. That was one of the first boards I served on. Mm -hmm. Junior Achievement was another one because I thought, well, I want to do something with kids in the classroom. Whether it's the aquarium or you're a walker and you want to get involved in a walking club or a hiking club, I mean, there is no lack of opportunity. Mm -hmm. So the first step is just pick up the phone and call <laughs> or go do it. Yeah. Uh, whether it's volunteer work, whether you want to get involved in local government and you show up at a city council or county commission meeting. Um, I'm glad I don't have to go to those anymore <laughs> right now. Uh, or whatever. I'm not missing those too much. Yeah, yeah. Or, or a neighborhood meeting. Yeah. What I learned, especially through the mayor's race, is how much work really goes on in the neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And so there's... Just do it. And I yeah. think that's the hardest thing sometimes is for someone just to do it. What I did when I first moved back was start looking at magazines and reading the paper about what's going on in the city that would spark some interest in mm -hmm. me. And um, just picked up the phone and called people and say, hey, do you have 15 minutes for me to come talk to you? I'm trying to figure out how I can get involved. I'm just trying to understand uh, mm -hmm. the working of the city. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have anybody say no. Yeah. So I think that's just part of it. And uh, I think something that's cool about this area is, you know, if you think of like the biggest cities in the world, like if something's going on or if somebody tries to, you know, they want to get involved in the community, oftentimes it can seem like that effort is confined to that one little area just because the sheer size of it you know it's 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 hard to make a, a an impact that compounds across the whole city but Chattanooga specifically is in an interesting position where yes it's a it's a big city whatever your your definition of that for me it's a big city because I grew up in a town of like a thousand people yeah. depending on the weather like it, it's, yeah. it's a tiny little place so this is like a you know a bustling metropolis for me but uh, you know it, it is a big city or a city however you want to define it but it's also small enough to where you can feel those impacts yes. when when things happen positive or negative it's not like something that just kind of passes along it's like oh cool that happened and you never hear about it or see the impact of it you'll you'll likely see it impact maybe your own life or the lives of those around you which can be a good or a bad if, if something negative happens and obviously you want to try and solve that issue but at the same time it should encourage us to know that if we were to do something positive if we were to uh, you know, give back to our community or invest back, invest time or money or resources back into the community, 
we're likely going to legitimately feel that impact sooner rather than later, you know? And I think that's a special thing about this place. I think it's something that not every every town or city has and, and something that I hope is continued to, uh, it's, it's continued to have resources flown into it in, in that way, you know? You know, 25 years ago, and my, now maybe it's almost 30 years ago, before the aquarium, when there was just planning about, mm-hmm. and there was, again, Chattanooga had no personality, there was nothing downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, to know how many thousands of people that showed up for meetings to talk about how to make a difference. And they've seen those plans come to fruition. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one reason why people are so invested because they've been part of a planning process year after year after year. And sometimes plans can take five years, sometimes they take 10 years, but they've seen the fruits of that labor. Mm -hmm. So people still come out. And I know when I was at River City Company and we would have a meeting about development, an urban development meeting and you'd have six and seven hundred people show up like oh my god what other city besides chattanooga would so many people invest their precious time to come talk about what type of development Mm -hmm. so um again i think there's no lack of ways to to do it and um being involved in the city is is it's been one of the most rewarding things i've ever done yeah and i think it's cool that too there's there's companies like the river city company and, and i'm sure there's other ones similar to it that they're specifically devoted to that. Like they're, they're here to bring more development or they're here to uh, improve upon what's already here in some way. It's, it's not like they're just, you know, here selling a product or something like that. They're, they're here to give back in some way and improve upon the area that they're in. I yes. think that's really cool. Yes. And, uh, you know, the fact that, like you said, people are interested in that. They're, it's not just, you know, they're not just shouting off into the sky with nobody listening. There's people wanting to hear what they have to say and wanting to see what they have to do. Um, I, I think that's really cool. And I'm, I'm glad to know that, uh, you know, even after the fact, even after you were, you were there, they're still running, they're still going, and they're still making a positive impact to this day, you know. Yes. I think that's really cool. I'm hoping that with at UTC, interacting more with students and inspiring them to, to get involved earlier mm-hmm. uh, and have some of those experiences, I mm-hmm. think that um, getting more young people involved in the city is really uh, important. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So to me, on the outside, and you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but on the outside, you seem to be a, a just like a go, go, go kind of person. Like you said, I mean, obviously you're working at UTC now and uh, prior to that you were running for the mayor and then prior to that you were working at, you know, you were one of the top at the, the River City Company and even before that you were doing uh, volunteer work with just in the, in the community but also UTC. And like, in my mind, I'm like, did she ever like take a break or anything? Like, <laughs> did she ever like say, hey, I'm gonna take a long weekend or something like that. Um, for you, what what makes you want to do all this? I mean, what what makes you want to keep going and, and keep giving back and, and, you know, wait another day to kind of to kind of hang up the cleats as, as we, you know, we'd say in, in my hometown and whenever you finish playing like football or something, what makes you want to wait to hang up the cleats, hang up the gloves for you? Right yeah, now? no, it's funny because I had several people say, oh God, now are you going to retire? I'm like, oh my God, no, I have at least one more act. I mean, I would hate to use, leave all that experience and no, I yeah. still feel it. I still like. I still am excited about getting up in the morning and mm-hmm. and doing things. Mm-hmm. So um, I am a I am a go 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 person. Yeah. But also when I go home, I I, sh- I shut it off. <laughs> Nobody hears her. You close yeah. all your blinds. Yeah. No one sees. I, I shut it off. I don't. I, yeah. So you no. Know, and I love I love traveling. And my husband and I love to do weekend trips. But um, no, there's just something. I guess you either have something inside that keeps pushing, and mm-hmm. when, it qu- when it quits pushing, yeah. then I know it's time to stop. But, yeah. um, but no, it's been great to bring 
new energy and enthusiasm to a, to a university setting. Yeah, and to me, like specifically with that role, I think it's cool that, you know, uh, this is specifically with you, but I would imagine this is the case with other individuals. The people that are like yourself, kind of in these positions that are making a lot of decisions and pulling a lot of strings, they're, they're not just individuals that have shown up out of nowhere. They're not just individuals that are, you know, from Montana and they've just gotten a job and they've flown in. No, nothing wrong with Montana. Yeah. Just, you know, whatever, whatever area. Uh, you're you're kind of born and raised and grown here. Like, yeah, I'm, you, I'm, I'm invested. It, but yeah. it is funny. So during the interview process, um, you know, I'm an art major. I've, I've, I've spent oh, yeah. my entire life explaining how an art major, <laughs> I've had this crazy path, but, but it's helped me think outside the box, I guess, right? Yeah. And I do match most of the time. Um, <laughs> But when I interviewed, because I don't have a PhD or a doctor, like, oh, I'm, she doesn't have a university background. Yeah. I think it's wonderful to have a mix of backgrounds mm -hmm. and that I have the business background. And in my role, I mean, I'm not teaching. Mm -hmm. I, I'm out raising money and I'm out engaging alumni. And again, I've lived that story. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's, it's, it's been great to bring a fresh perspective uh, to the university. That is awesome. That is awesome. So I want to know something from you. This, this is just more like a, a personal thing. You've obviously been Chattanooga for a while. You've seen the ups and downs of it. What's like your favorite part of, of the town, like the area as a whole, like yeah. not just the downtown area, but like the whole area, the surrounding areas. Like what's your, your favorite area if you're just going to go hang out like just for you got the day and you're just going to go hang out somewhere. What's like your favorite area? Well, I will say my favorite area in this whole city is the Bluffy Arts District. Oh, yeah. And I live downtown and I plan my walk. Mm -hmm. So I am right about at the uh, Walnut Street Bridge, right in that area, right when the sun's coming up over the river. And mm -hmm. I have some of the most beautiful photos of that. But to me, the Bluffy Arts District is just a jewel in yeah. the city. Yeah. Now that specific area. First off, that's that's where my mom's favorite restaurant is in Chattanooga. That's where Tony's is at. Yeah. She, it's, it's a great <laughs> restaurant. Uh, but that area in and of itself, it feels like it's like it's been taken from the past and just like yes. planted right there. Like it, yes. it's distinctly different from everything else around it. It's like once you walk in, and it, it's not a huge area, but once you walk into that area, to me, it's like, am I in the same place? Like, am yeah. I am I still in the, in the middle of downtown? Like, what's what is this place? You well, know? knowing that the Pateras are the ones that developed it, and and I mean, it just it, it is just very special, and that the Sculpture Garden is yeah. open, and you can get these great views. And when we have Head of the Hooch, which is another one of my favorite things is to have all those young people downtown and all the activity on the river and you can have great views from there too yeah. so it's a it's a special little pocket we have, and we have tons like that uh, in the city which is great but that's my that's my that's that's what i feel like is my front door since i get to walk it every day yeah <laughs> yeah and that's not a bad front door yeah, yeah it's not a, not a bad not a bad area at all um i think something that's that's really cool to see specifically with with the city is like i said there's obviously bigger cities in the state of tennessee like you know nashville and, and the memphis area but there's a lot of things about chattanooga specifically that have kind of put it on the map a little bit you know you think of the bridge you think of uh like the aquarium the river walk the river walk uh and then even things like you know uh there's the the, the two music festivals that are really popular river bend uh, and one that I didn't even, I don't know how old it is, but I didn't even really know about Moon River until about a year or two yeah, ago. Yeah, it's, it's only about three years old. Yeah. It's, so you, you didn't, you only, may only miss Okay, good. Years. I didn't <laughs> miss too much. I wasn't aware of it, but uh, I, I think it's 
cool that things like this are taking place because to me, what I think can really hold an area back is when, when it has that one crown jewel, when it has its, its aquarium, yes. you know, yes. and it just kind of sits on that and says, yes, we've got the aquarium. We're just going to kind of sit on that for a while and just ride that out because at some point, the kind of excitement for that it doesn't it doesn't always last at its peak. Like, no, be you a have peak to keep layering yeah. on it. You know, it's so funny, Daniels. When I was at River City Company, cities came and visited Chattanooga all the time, mm -hmm. looking for their secret sauce. And, yeah. and I would say it's not the aquarium. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have to figure out what is the one thing that is a differentiator. Mm -hmm. How can you actually represent the city's personality in something and then keep adding to mm -hmm. it? So I think our music scene really in the past five years has expanded mm -hmm. like crazy. Yeah. The fact that we've had Nightfall going on as a free yeah. concert for over 30 years yeah. is amazing. But yeah. um, and, and now, I mean, we are adding so many things like the whole redone River Bend, which is great, mm -hmm. and, and Moon River. Um, but you do have to keep adding layers. And yeah. I think, you know, as we keep expanding the Riverwalk mm -hmm. uh, and, and getting Iron Man in and getting just different events to bring excitement mm -hmm. to the river. Yeah. So events are a big piece of it and the yeah. right type of events that really represent the city, yeah. not just any event. Um, music's a big piece of it. Food, oh my God, we have some great <laughs> restaurants. That's what oh, yeah. I love to do in my free time yes. is to eat. Yes. Um, so, so many great restaurants. And so it, we really have become a destination experience. It used to be we were a family-friendly, inexpensive place to bring. Mm -hmm. You bring the kids, go to the aquarium, now it really is. We have the Edwin Hotel. We have the Kinley. We have, um, and we have lots of different hotels, but those are those are ones that are the, the Edwin. Yeah. Um, and you can have high end weekends too if you yeah. want to go eat at St. John and stay at the Edwin, yeah. and you could you could do that too. Yeah, and, and something that I think is is really cool about the area that it seems like to me like again I've I've been down here for close to four years and. I, I consider myself a little bit of a local now. Like I know my way around the city. I know you know I know people here, and I, I know a lot of some of the details about the city. But there's still different parts of it that keep getting revealed to me. I was like, oh, I, I wasn't aware of that. Like just not too long ago, earlier this year, right on Main Street, right here, like close to where we are right now, was like the the 24 festival or whatever. It oh was. yeah, Main Touch yeah. 24. Yeah, I was like, what is this? Like somebody somebody was like, asked me like, hey, do you want to go to this thing that's going on next, like earlier next week, this week? And I was like. <laughs> I was like, what is this thing? That's like this this, this 24-hour festival thing going on right here on Main Street. I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, what is this? And I mean, that and, you know, also close over here is like the farmer's market farmer's that goes market. on during Sundays. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many kind of intricate little details that aren't going to jump out at you if you're not from here. Like, if you're, yes. if you're not from here, you're thinking, oh, yeah, the cool bridge. And, oh, it's so pretty in the aquarium. But... If you can take the time to really get invested in the area, there's these minute little details that make it really special. Yes. You know, uh, one of my favorite places that I think is really unique to Chattanooga. It's not going to jump out at you. It's not going to yell at you, and it's not the first thing you see. But it's the Dwell Hotel over oh, yeah. over kind of uh, behind over behind Miller Park. It's this tiny little building. And it's this old, like, retro-style hotel, but it's got one of my favorite restaurants in it. I, I haven't stayed there yet, but, but I really want to stay there just to see what it's like. But if you go inside it and look around, it's, so it's cool. like this little jewel of, of like, a time capsule yes. of a building. And there's just so many small little areas like that that, again, it's it's hard to quantify and hard to explain to people that aren't from here or haven't spent an amount of time here that will allow you to see those things, you know? You know, it's funny. I think um, I've been recruiting some people from outside of Chattanooga to come and, and work with me. And... Um, several of them have had this same experience in that they'll go to a restaurant and they'll have a conversation with somebody at the next table 
and people love this city so much they want to share oh you've got to do this just yeah. like you're doing oh yeah. you've got to try this yeah. you've got to do that and I, I do think when you love a city I mean you can tell when people love their city it's yeah. like you want to you want to share those little nuggets yeah. not not keep them all uh, a secret but I think that that is different here than other cities that I've lived in yeah no I would I would definitely agree and you know, uh, not that I'm I'm indicative of everybody, but I mean, I think I'm relatively living proof of that. Like, I'm not even from here, and I just I, I talk about it all the time. I've talked about it numerous times on this on this show, and and it's something well, that. See, now I'm going to have to go try the restaurant, the Dwell Hotel, because it has changed. Yeah. But I haven't been in since it's changed, so now I'm going to have to go try the, well, the restaurant. I'm, the Dwell. I'm telling you, I've only I've been there. I've been there one time, and they they specifically do like breakfast. The restaurant's called Syrup and Eggs. So yeah. for anybody that's listening and hasn't checked it out, you need to go check it out. But they specifically do breakfast and, and lunch, brunch, whatever you want to call it. It is so good. It's such a unique <laughs> atmosphere. It is one of the coolest places. Like, just being in there is one of the coolest places. But, disclaimer, it is a very small place. And if you're going to go, you got to get there early. Because I kid you not, there'll be two-hour waits getting into that place. Because it's, it's very small and it gets packed very early. So, that's my disclaimer for anybody that's listening or watching. If you're going to go there, get there early. Uh, but it is Well, it's funny. It's I met cool someone place. for coffee um, this week at the Kinley. And I had not been to the Kinley. I hate to even say that. Uh, so, that cool little, you know, yeah. it's, it's kind of across from the Choo Choo. People don't know. A little boutique hotel um, that Vision Hospitality built. And their lobby is is so cool and their breakfast is so good mm-hmm. same thing a tiny little place and thought okay that's a new place we got to share with people yeah but they've got a lot of character i mean it's yeah. not just like it's just another business that's popped up that everybody's seen everywhere i mean i, I remember i've i haven't stayed at the kinley but i've i've been, you mentioned the kinley and the, and the edwin hotel i've physically been in both of those i even went up to the the top of the edwin yeah. i'm just to see what was going on up there and they're very unique. I mean, yes. they're, you know, specifically with like the Edwin, it's right by the bridge. It's got great views over the bridge and the river. But the inside is not just like rooms and hallways and like stock images on, on the walls. It's this very unique area. There was, there was this one area where you could sit and like play records and sit by a fireplace and just kind of hang out and read books. And I was like, this is a hotel? Like, what is this? Like this. Well, you know, that's, you know? A, that's another example. Mitch Patel that owns Vision Hospitality is from here. Mm-hmm. And he has invested, he has hotels all over the country. Mm-hmm. But he's invested some of that specialness back into the city. So yeah. it's really like that DNA that Chattanooga has, the people that could be anywhere, go anywhere, have put their resources back in this town to make sure it's a, yeah. it's a great place. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So obviously we've talked a little bit about what you're currently doing and what you've, you've done in the past. And I, I kind of dubbed you a little bit of a busy bee, like you've just been going and going and going. You took a, a little bit of a break after the mayoral campaign. But to me, like I said, you seem to just be this individual that's just going and going and, and just giving back as much as you can. And obviously you've started this new role at UTC, but what for you, what do you what do you hope the future looks like for you? Is is this is your current role something that you want to stay in hopefully for a long time and try to continue to expand upon and build upon? Or what what do you hope the future for, for Kim White yeah, looks like? Yeah, so I was excited about coming back to UTC because I felt like I was at a place in my career, I wasn't trying to prove anything, mm-hmm. uh, that I had the knowledge um, of, of what needed to be changed and how we needed to come in and make some hard decisions and set it up for success going forward. Mm-hmm. So I think so many times in an organization you don't have a good succession plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, as leaders leave, they kind of fall apart and you put them back together again. So my goal is to get us prepared for a large campaign. Mm-hmm. It's been over 16 years since we've raised a lot of money for wow. UTC. So put those pieces in place, have a big campaign, bring extra resources, and then let the next um, 
group of leaders come in and, and take it away. But uh, but hopefully it's a long time from now. So this has been a, a 16 year campaign, like currently it's been No, a we have, it's been 16 years since we've had a campaign. Oh, okay, I yeah. thought, okay, I yeah. misheard. I thought you said it's been a 16 year campaign. No. I was like, wow, you know, that is a, that's that a, is long, a long, long campaign. campaign. Yeah. So probably two to three years, we're gonna be out mm -hmm. in the community. We've yeah. gotta get, we've gotta get all that together and put together, you know, what the campus goals are. But I know that, you know, when the city and the university come together, really special things can happen. And that's yeah. what I'm looking forward to going out and, and doing. Yeah, and, and I think that's one, cool thing about UTC is you mentioned it's it's quite literally right in the middle of downtown uh, and it's it's you know not five minutes from the aquarium like that whole area it's a little bit up on a hill but it's right in the heart of everything going on and I think it's cool how the city its businesses everything that's going on within the city itself is very very interconnected with yes. UTC it's not like they're these separate entities where UTC is kind of on the outskirts of town and it's over here away from everything it's like no you're you're there, like you yeah. are right in the middle of everything. For better or for worse, you're interconnected with everything and, and the hopefully the city is gonna be connected with you, you know? Yes. Uh, I think that's a really cool and unique thing about UTC and, and something that I, I hope continues on into the future. Well, you know, it's so hard to find great talent yeah. and uh, UTC is the talent driver. Yeah. So we get these students in, talented students like you <laughs> that come in from these little towns and they stay uh, and they get connected and find great jobs. So that's what uh, we gotta do more of. Yeah, well, I, I think you will, and you know it's it's funny specifically from where I came from. For whatever reason, you know I went to a very small high school, and, and the people that decided to go and, and further their education after high school, UTC was not. It, it wasn't like it wasn't the first decision, and, and to me that was surprising. I was like, you know, obviously there's this some, the big name here in in Tennessee is the University of Tennessee in Knoxville, and for good reason. Like they've yeah. got a huge legacy that they have that takes them forward. But besides them, there it was like. I remember when I discovered UTC for the first time when I really like came in toward the campus, I was like, this place is awesome. Like it's just, I, you know, I will never forget looking at the library for the first time. I think that's just like the coolest building. Yeah, I, I don't know a, if it's just it, me. It's a great building. But I, yeah. walked by, I was like, this place looks like a spaceship. Like yeah. this is just so cool to me. And, and it surprised me a little bit. I was like, why are more people not coming down here? Like it's such a cool area for my hometown. It's, it, it's not far away at all. Not too far, you know, to get back and, and drive if you need to. And I'm glad to see that it's continuing to grow and continuing to expand and it's beginning to put its name even more on the map than it already is. So you know? many of our students come from, we're school of choice for Nashville and mm -hmm. for Memphis. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of kids from Chattanooga want to go away from, yeah, and they say, I'm going to do something different. Yeah. What, what maybe they don't realize is that we have awesome housing. I would say our housing is like the best yeah. in the state. Yeah. So you could come and have your own apartment, and yeah. it is kind of like getting away from home, but yeah. you can still stay yeah. on campus. So we've got to do a better job of trying to recruit. Yeah. We normally get on their second year. They go away, then they decide, <laughs> oh, maybe I need a little more supervision. They come back to UTC. Yeah. But um, we've got to do a better job of getting them as freshmen. Yeah. No, it's funny you mentioned the housing. When I first, I stayed in a bunch of different buildings throughout my semester at UTC, but the I spent many semesters at the I think it's the South Campus house, the yeah. South Campus housing, and I first moved in at the the Stoffel uh, yeah, housing. Apartments. And I remember when I first moved in, my parents were like, "This is where you're staying." I was like, "Yeah, I mean, this is where they put me. You know, I've got a couple roommates here, and I got my room." And they were like, "Whenever we moved into college, it was like a closet with two beds in it <laughs> yeah. and a mini fridge, and that's all we got. There wasn't a window. There was nothing. We just had to sit in there and make the most of it." And I was like, "You got your own room. You got a living room. You got a kitchen. You oh, got yeah. a little bar counter here." And I'm like. 
I don't know what to tell you. I was like, this is just what I was like, this is just what I have, you and, know. And those were built by the yeah. foundation. Yeah. So apartment style housing is yeah. um yeah, I think when we do campus tours, parents and students are really blown away with yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 And, and even at that specifically, like I also lived a little bit in the West Campus housing. And oh, yeah. to me, I, I think that's a really cool building. Like when you first walk into it, it almost it kind of feels like a really nice like hotel almost yes, like it's like it this does. big lobby. And there's a you know, there's the, the pod markets down in the bottom of it. There's just a lot going on. And I, I think it's a really cool building, you know. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's to me, I, I just think UTC has a really bright future. I, I'm really excited about it. And it's it's cool to see. The growth. Now that I'm on on the outside looking in a little bit, I think it's cool just to see the growth and the I'm expansion. I want to use you has. to help us recruit. I hey. think that's good. I, I think we need we have a young alumni council. I thought <laughs> I think Daniel, we're gonna we're gonna. I'll get you on film saying, "Sure, use hey, me. Put listen, me in." I'll do it. I'll do okay. whatever you need to. So you, you feel free feel free to do whatever you need to. That's so. great. Uh, that is awesome. Well, well, well Kim, it's, it, it's been fantastic speaking with you. First and foremost, thank you so much for, for coming in today and, and speaking with me. Uh, before we kind of wrap up things here, uh, we've been going for about an hour now, and uh, which it's it, every time I do this, it's like, wow, time just flies by every single time. <laughs> I feel like we just sat down and started talking. But um, first and foremost, thank you so much for coming in. I, I, as I've noted many times, I know you're a busy individual. I know you have a lot of things going on. And so it means a lot that you're willing to take some time out of your day, chat with me. Uh, and, and it's cool, again, since I'm now an alumni of UDC, it's always cool to kind of see a little bit behind the curtain, yeah. see like what's going yeah. on. Because my immediate experience, as with most of the students, is the professors and the, you know, kind of the front line of administrators behind them. But it's always cool to kind of see behind the curtain, see what's going on behind the scenes that we don't always get to see yeah. and hear about. And uh, it's been definitely a pleasure getting to meet someone like you and, and to know that individuals like you are helping run the show behind the scenes. So Well, you too, yeah. Daniel. You make, you, make, you make me proud that you are an alum, and I know um, your involvement in the Smile Fund. I mean, you, you've got to be really smart to do that. <laughs> well, don't give me too much credit, yeah. but I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. that. So thank you for the opportunity to come in and yeah. chat. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. Before we finish up here, I always want to just give the guests a chance to uh, just have the floor, whether you want to give somebody a shout out, whether you want to talk about something you got going on, whether you want to just say go mox, whatever you want to do. Uh, I want to give you the chance to, to have the floor. And if you want to speak directly to the people listening, then you certainly can. So yeah, Kim, thank you. No, Daniel, thank you so much for being here and or let me be here. And, you know, UTC has football season that's going to be starting soon, September 3rd. We would love to see the community come out and support the mocks. We had a great basketball season. And I think if we could fill, uh, if we could fill Finley Stadium and our, our arena again this year, it would be tremendous. Our homecoming game is September 16th, and we'd love to get alumni to come out and come back to campus. Um, and then uh, October 4th is going to be Mox Give Day. So if you haven't given back to the university or thinking about how can you make a difference, we have things like student emergency funds. I mean, there's ways that you can just give $5 and it would make such a difference in a student's life. So we're going to be promoting those things, trying to get more people back on campus. And I hope to see lots of people and lots of donations. Yeah. And there's already a lot of people on campus. I, I, I just moved into a new apartment. I used to live right across the street from Johnson O'Bear. Yeah. And I, I could, before I moved to where I'm at now, I mean, there's orientations going on. There's oh my people gosh, already moving awesome. in. I mean, there's, there's, Carrying know, the yellow bags. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'll, I'll look down the street. I could I could see straight down the street that goes past the library, and I'd see just lines of people with the yellow bags. I'm like, oh, here they are. I remember whenever I was doing that, you know, yes. carrying the yellow bags around. I'd be like, oh, this is this is so cool. So there's already a lot going on, and it's, it's cool to see 
just kind of life being brought back into the into the yeah. you know into the the campus again. I will so. say it's easy to find me Kim Dash White at utc.edu. Yeah. So yeah. if anybody wants to get involved and just trying to figure out a way, yeah. it's it's easy. Yeah. Is there any other links or anything? I'll be sure to include that in the description for this episode. Okay. You mentioned the the UTC website earlier. I'll make sure to include that. Is there anything else? Any other links or anything? That you uh, there's think would there's be necessary? the utc.edu and it's forward slash give mm-hmm. uh, as a way. But but I, th- I think if those two would be the best. Cool, yeah. cool. Well, I will make sure those are down there. So if you're listening or watching and you want to go check it out, see, uh, you can see what UTC's got going on. Or if you want to contact Kim directly, I'll, I'll put her email that she just mentioned down there. Um, and you can feel free to check those out and maybe give her an email sometime and get in contact with her. Yeah, but and go again, mocks. Yeah, go mocks, of course. <laughs> but uh, again, thank you, Kim, for coming in. Thank it you. was really a pleasure speaking with you. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll, we'll do it again in the future. That'd it's be all, great. Yeah, it'd be a pleasure. So. Uh, for those of you that are listening and watching, thank you so much, as always, for your time and for taking a little bit of time to, to listen to us today, and I hope you I hope you enjoyed it. So, uh, as always, thank you for listening, thank you for watching, and I hope you will join us on the next episode of The Third Seat. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.